Welcome to the Post Human Podcast. Welcome to the uh, Post Human Podcast again, folks. Tonight's today's guest, author of, and this is where I have a running trend of fucking up words. So let's try and pronounce this book. Panopticon. Yep. Okay, cool. So today <laughs> we have the author of Panopticon and a music producer, Lucky Wilder. What's up? What's up, guys? Folks. Um, yeah, my name is Lucky Wilder. I uh, just started writing this. Uh, well, I've been writing for a while, but I just published my first um, novella. It's a sci-fi horror stoner. I don't mm. know what the hell, but I just published that, put that up on Amazon. Um, I put it up on 422, which is pretty fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just been making music. I've got maybe an EP coming out. Oh, I've got a sequel to Panopticon coming out too. Um, and yeah, that's all the self-promoting you'll hear from me probably till the end. So, <laughs> Well, normally I'll get, get my guests to do a little promotion at the start and then at the end, just because then even if they don't listen to the full show, at least they can fucking find you at the start. Oh, yeah. um, and if, uh, if you want updates on any of my stuff, um, hit me up on Twitter. Lucky the Fool. That's uh, L-U-C-K-Y-T-H-E-F-O-O-L. That's me. Perfect. I'm, I'm glad you sent me your book because now I'm, I'm going to have to put this out there that unfortunately yeah. last night I should have read it, but I had a show. And I also, I, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. Um, and he had Quentin Tarantino on. So I I go, I found out just before my show, I was like, fuck. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Um, so just before my show, I listened to hot, like an hour. Then I did my show. And then first thing when I got up this morning, I was like, oh shit. I literally scrambled to my phone, which was off. And then I left my charger in my studio. So I was running around like a madman. So I've only just I'm about 50 pages into your book. Um, if it wasn't for Quentin Tarantino, I'd have read the whole fucking lot. So it's your fault, Quentin. <laughs> yeah, no, if I ever see him, Quentin, just avoid me. If you ever see me, just walk the other way, man. <laughs> I take that personally. It's a uh, very good read so far. Thanks, man. Um, 50 pages. Okay, so let's see. Where are you? Um, have you made it to the reptilians yet? Not yet. I might cool. I might be exaggerating 50. It's around there. Um, That's still got, pretty good, though. Yeah, it's almost half. Um, it's a really short read. If uh, if anyone just likes, you know, like really, really short reads. Uh, it's not, I don't know if it's an easy read, but it's a short one. For, it, sure. it, for me, it's an easy read. Very easy read. Um, you, you are, Even to the first couple of pages, you have a very good way with words. Um, you craft your sentences beautifully. Um very beautifully i love reading hugh and i and sometimes it's are you i had a weird moment years ago where i'd get into some like fan fiction and then i was like this is bullshit bye tossed it all in the bin so sometimes i'm a bit reluctant when people send me stuff but it's amazing um it will be finished believe you me um thanks man yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you're like an intense reader, right? Like, I, I've heard in some of the episodes you say, like, you're, you read a lot. Um, read a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, it's funny. I started writing, and, and I tell every writer, like, if you don't know what to do, just read more. Like, that's the start. Um, but I'm such a slow reader, man. Like, I think I've read, shit, we're almost halfway, right? We're past halfway through the year, and I think I've only read 
four books and they were all pretty short um but yeah 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 yeah. all right have you been reading anything else uh other than you know whatever um well i'm a huge kubrick fan um but i i'd I'd never read 2001 the book because when i was a kid it was all it was a a free book as well like you'd go on to you know sign up things back in the day and you get all these classics but you'd be like "Mm, i'm not gonna read Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea um you know i'm not gonna read jungle book or all the bullshit ones that they give you and 2001 was one of those that was for free years ago and although i liked the film i was like i can't really read a sci-fi book it's uh it was tricky so um that was a a recent read last week and then i read that and then read 2010 like this the following day so (laughs) is that like a sequel to it yeah yeah there's uh there's there's three there's uh 2001 2010 and then 2061 um and i'm literally just about starting 2061 now but the shitty pdf that i've got is pretty terrible and the font is like size eight and on a phone you're like you know it's there's a, a, a lot of words on one page let's put it that way and uh, uh dude you mean with like an ipad i have that shit like right next to my eyes like <laughs> what was the last book you read uh last book i read was the hobbit um i Ooh. never read it i never read it i just watched the movies i'd watched lord of the rings a bunch of times but i just had never taken the time to read any of tolkien's books and i gotta say i think that guy will make it i think that you know he's his career is about to explode because this stuff's pretty good okay totally joking um no that that, that was fun uh, that was a good read uh, and right before that i read the uh, the shining um uh, you know Kubrick, like and you know shit i just and i read a clockwork orange right before that so i guess i am on a little Ooh. bit of a Kubrick run too i should go for 2001 how did you find a i haven't ever spoke to anyone about the clockwork orange book how did you find that as a read because half of the words are in a language that was kind of like cockney russian slang called nadsat and most of the book is written in that sort of format and it's very tricky even they've got a, a dictionary at the front of it so you can sort of know what the words are but even then you're like oh this was uh Monaco or whatever you know uh you know and you just go back and forth and back and forth it's very tricky read you know i actually kind of love that but i i took it as like this dude's just like tolkien or like frank herbert and he's just making up his own language and that's fine you know like, I was just like, I'm just going to buy into it and I'm going to try to piece it together. I think it's um, a real kind of language. I don't think it's even made up. Okay. Oh, shit. okay. I'm glad you mentioned it. What was it? How do you spell it? Nadsat? Nadsat, I think. Um, this is, I'm, okay. I'm pulling this out of my head from when I read it. And I read it when I was 22. So that was eight years ago. So if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of research, no biggie. Yeah, no, I need um, I need a co-host to uh, occasionally just to uh, yeah, it is called it's called Nadsat. It's a uh, it was uh, yeah. Oh no, it's it is fictional. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, what's his name? I can't remember the the writer's uh, name. It's uh, Anthony Burgess. That's who it is. That's right. You know, um, so I I said I read it, but that's actually like I listened to it. Um, which I, some people say it's not that different from reading, but I kind of love audiobooks, so I, I really don't mind that. Um, and I don't know if you've ever, maybe it's in the prologue of his written works too, but um, 
he's he openly complains about Kubrick's adaptation of um, A Clockwork Orange, and his main complaint is just that he didn't include the last chapter. And uh, okay. I don't know. I, I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. Because I bet you read it all the way through. I, I, do you remember the last chapter and how it was different from the movie? Maybe. Yeah. Um. I mean, the thing is, everything that Kubrick's made, he's always put his own spin to it. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm only vaguely aware of the the fact that Anthony Burgess wasn't impressed with it. I didn't didn't even really know much about that. Um. I know that there's a you know the whole chapter chapter deal, um, but they miss out a hell of a lot in most of you know the stuff. The Shining film is fuck all like the book. Um, oh, it's not like the book at all. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Um, two thousand one. Mm, that's probably about the only one that's almost like for like, and that's because they kind of worked together and wrote it almost at the same time. Oh, um, Full Metal Jacket. I've never read the book of that. I know that they're all based on everything he's based is on a book, so um, I've never read that. That's pretty badass. They kind of just exclusively direct movies that are based on books, um, and because that's like kind of that's actually really ballsy because everyone always says that the movies are not as good as the books. So to just kind of take that head on and only mm. do that, only someone like Kubrick would do that. There's a couple of films that he was going to do, but he didn't get released. Um, Napoleon was one that was in the works, but they released Waterloo um, about the same time. So he decided not to do it, which would have been an amazing film. Um, There was also, he was going to do the Aryan Papers, it was called, which was, um, which was basically like his version of, you know, it was his take on, you know, World War Two and the genocide. Um, but then obviously Schindler's List got released and um, again, same time, he didn't want to oversaturate the market. But then he also didn't want to um, film it because the way he would have shown it would be too fucked up. You know, showing the true face of humanity and it, it kind of, it was a bit like, allegedly he was, you know, like, mm, maybe I can't do this because it's, it might be a bit too much. Um it's kind of sad, really. He was one of the greatest fucking directors of all time and only did certain amounts of films. Great, yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, ever read any David Wong? No. Um, no, no, no. Ooh, you, I'm you writing probably should. right now. I'm, you're going to take notes the whole time. Um, I'm always finding yeah, stuff no, anyway. I live with a pen next to me um, and literally post-it notes are scattered everywhere. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's the best way. It's just to go, bang. You know, um, there's been very few people that have heard of him. The last guest heard of him, and I, and it was a shocker for me not to mention it. So I, I always put it out there because his, his writing's very unique and very weird. Um, but the thing I liked about your book is it got straight into the nitty gritty about weed, which is a very rare thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where that started. It probably started with the fact that, you know, some people, they can get really creative when they're high. Some people, not so much. Um, some people kind of like, you know, couch lock and they're not. But I, I get cra- I get like almost in a frenzy. Um, you know, your last episode I was listening to, it was episode 27. You were talking about the assaults and how like you got into a creative frenzy. And I was thinking like, okay, totally different energy, but I don't know why some reason we gets me like really going and I get like wild and I just like want to be alone and just write or create. Mm. Um, so 
yeah, I, I think it was just for me smoking while I was writing. And then all of a sudden it just kind of turned into like most of the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed getting high the whole time while I was writing. So I that mean, was fun too. Th for that, that was a different process. I never really did much writing on that. That was more mm. making music. Um, when I have wrote, I, I, I did slightly write something. I'm about 5,000 words in, um, but I had to put it to the shelf for a bit. Um, even then, when I was writing, I would go out into, I've got like a plastic greenhouse where I'd go and smoke. Uh, and I'd just go take a few beers, take my phone, take a couple of spliffs and some smokes and I'd just sit there and again I'd frenzy it out um and I'd just keep writing to the point where I'd start make I'd just keep drinking and writing to the point where I'd start making typos and then once I'd make start making typos I'd go okay we're done now we'll come back yeah. tomorrow we'll come back tomorrow fix those typos and then go again um but it just it got I had like tons of notes on my phone and then I started to put it up on my computer and then it just got a bit too, I don't know. If I could narrate it all, it'd be fantastic. It wouldn't. You do have a really nice voice. Like I could see, I could see you narrating a book or doing audio books and do you a think? Well wow. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I uh, hate my voice. It's terrible. It's very deep. I had this voice when I was 13. <laughs> it's... Yeah. yeah that, that'd have been scary talking to a 13 year old with your voice. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I hit puberty fast and hard. It sucked. See, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. My my voice. Uh, I'm 24 right now, and my voice has not changed at all since I was like 15. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's up with that. So my apologies to all of your listeners. So they have to listen to my raspy lesbian voice, but it is what it is. So um, I'm not sometimes it. again, it's nicer to have a contrast because my voice is very deep and heavy, and then you're very soft spoken. So it's a, it's a nice balance. It's not, you know, it's not really, I wouldn't even say it's lesbian or feminine. Um, I, I had a friend growing up uh, and uh, he had the most highest pitched voice you would ever know. It's to the point you should be very calm and collective about yours because I could maybe one day I'll supply you with some proof and you'll be like, oh no, I'm good. I'm cool. But this this guy uh he was two years older than me and i don't think his voice ever broke he probably could have been like one of those old spanish choir boys who got castrated um it was one of them maybe <laughs> maybe a tra tragedy for him but if he'd have learned to sing it have probably worked out in his favor but he had a terrible singing voice as well so, oh, shout yeah, out to uh, him well, I hope he's doing well out there in the world. Oh, uh, no, nah, he's not. It's, uh, ah, yeah, he's not. It's, uh, oh, well. He, he doesn't really listen to my show. I reached out to him a while ago. I gave him some sort of opportunities. Uh, paid no attention. So, fool on him. Very old friend, but uh, a fool. So, uh, and a lazy bastard. Don't really like them. That, uh, that's the bad kind of fool. There's like a good fool. Lazy bastard. Yeah. What's your thoughts on people? Because people that people that judge people for smoking cannabis think they're all lazy, and I think that's a complete myth. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. I mean, definitely. If I have smoked too much, I mostly want to just play Skyrim or watch a Quentin Tarantino movie or Kubrick or something like that. That is for sure. 
but that has nothing to do with when I'm sober. I'm, I mean, I'm working hard, especially like if I'm in a creative zone, like I'm, I'm less like in it, I'm working harder than, than probably any other point while I'm just half my ass. Um, especially with spliffs, these do real spliffs, like I mentioned in the book with half. half yeah, the... that's, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I liked about it as well. You uh, got it right to the word and uh, it's not quite half and half though. It's about 20. Well, depending um some people put like a whack load of tobacco in and then a little bit of weed and it's mm, some people do half and half whereas i do like a 25 75 split you know um there's weird we all roll differently as well in this country some people use tobacco which i do some people use cigarettes it's a very weird culture for for smoking in this country I, kind of love, I mean, I'm actually really interested to see what the stoner scene's like in the UK because uh, I, uh, I was born in California. I grew up in Mexico. Um, and in Mexico, you'd be surprised what the weed scene's like over there. It's pretty fun, actually. Um, it's terrible weed, though. Like, God bless their souls. Like, they they like, they got to start importing some stuff they from other the, places. They haven't got the ground for it. That's the dif- difference. That's probably it. And I was way down in the south, too. Like, way, way down um, over in the Yucatan. So, totally, totally different climate. Hearts work with there um it's very hard but, ground you know it's uh up? it's very hard ground i'd imagine yeah. and very fuck probably very little nitrates and it's probably uh well there's a reason they grow cacti <laughs> yeah yeah or like, uh, corn like uh where, where i'm at you know that's like the mayan empire and they grew corn until they depleted the soil entirely and then they couldn't mm. grow any corn and well, that's, that's the fall of the mayan empire that that's all the interesting thing because i'm I love the rise and fall of empires and uh it's weird that they were so agricultured that they just fucking made the forests the forests weren't even there they man-made people don't even know that it was all man-made they just planted fucking fruit trees and loads of other trees and then some shit come in and then next thing it's one of the greatest tropical fucking paradises in the world gosh i didn't even know that see i, I grew up over there yeah, they most of it's sort of completely man-made forest. It's mm. fucking crazy. But they did fuck the soil, which is a problem. They fucked it, it for <laughs> hundreds of years. You still can't do really anything with it now. They just use the same soil over and over again. And for those people that for cannabis, some cheap cannabis, I've known cheap cannabis growers to do that. And I'm like, bro, you're gonna get nothing out of that weed. You'll grow some weed, but it's gonna have nothing in it. It's gonna be just it's going to be like fucking uh, tumbleweeds. You might as well just roll it all up in a ball and kick it down the road and just watch the wind blow it away. Just hope that like enough smoke like fills your lungs that you just get a head rush just from smoke, not even like <laughs> cannabis smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get carbon, get carbon monoxide poisoning is what you'll uh, <laughs> somehow get. This is, uh, I've, I've known some people to grow some shit weed as well. It's terrible stuff. Terrible the plants. It's pretty good though, right? Like, like the soil's good. I can imagine. Um, it's not legal there yet, but I'm sure it's not a problem, right? No, we are the world's biggest supplier of UK medicinal cannabis. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's weird. I don't even know where we're growing it. Oh. I've met. I've mentioned it like four times on my show, hoping that some someone will uh, either shut me down or the government will go, "Oh, I know about that weed plant, do ya?" And I'll go, "Yeah, man, I know where that plant is. It's underground somewhere, isn't it, fools?" And uh, Probably, yeah. we're getting fucking LIDAR, LIDAR on it, you know? <laughs> I, 
I would love so bad, man, to have my own string. Like that's like, mm. I'm not, I'm like, if, if I could sell enough books to where I could make my own weed empire, that would be like the dream. I don't even know. Like that's what everyone's doing here, but it sounds like fun. What would you call it? So we'll see. Okay. So that in the, in my book, I have a strain that I, I invented a bunch of strains. And when you get to the end, I list off a bunch of other ones I just made up on the spot. Um, but I was probably called my first strain little bliss. Cause that's just like, my favorite yeah. is well that's the first one that you mentioned yeah i yeah, go yeah. for blue dream kind of just like that high sativa chill vibe that, that mm. a little bit you know indica but like way kind of i don't know i just like that chill um blue what's dream the, uh what's this, what's your favorite smoke oh it's blue dream that's that's oh. it it was the first one actually funny um when i were, when i first moved to back to california i was living in santa cruz which is um, a pretty cool stoner area if you've ever been there it's, it's pretty chill um and uh my roommate said took me to the beach and i i'd smoked weed in mexico but i never had any in california yet and that was when it really knocked me on my ass it's all like, about I, that cali weed son <laughs> oh my god man it, like i i still remember staring up at the sky for i think like we were at the beach and i just remember just staring up at the sky and staring up at the sky and staring at the sky thinking that I was in a movie and then realizing that everyone had walked away and they'd gone on a, like a mile walk away without me. And I was just chilling there on the sand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cali wheat, that's where it's at. Um, we, uh, UK has got it too. And, and I'm sure other countries have, you know, even way more kick-ass stuff than us. So. We, at the minute I'm like, we have weird sort of, I'll buy off someone. I'm not going to shout him out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to fucking uh, here's his number, folks. <laughs> here's his address, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just throw my name in there. Yeah. But no, I, I uh, occasionally I buy CBD from CBD herb, so it's like flat, like a it's still a flower. Occasionally I buy that from shops because that's pretty legal. But uh, most of the stuff that I get is almost the same, just because it's like homegrown essentially. Um, it's normally like Stardog or. Um, uh well at the minute it's fucking star dog <laughs> <laughs> all the dogs are good though like all mm. the dogs are pretty legit yeah indica heavy if i remember right but yeah there's also uh a lot of amnesia haze that floats okay. about and uh what i i'd like is we used to do a lot of cheese like we were known for this country for like that's our strain and it's apparently really big over america now but it's dirt cheap over here but i haven't had no like proper really nice cheese in a long time I've and you never get, even heard of cheese fan and now i'm gonna go out and find it That's you get you, if you if you're looking for it look for blue cheese it's like a blueberry cheese cross and it's fucking amazing it's my favorite my personal favorite weed it is pungent it makes your mouth water that's how good it is all right physically makes your mouth water this is uh, delicious. You can chew, and if you make a nice spliff, you can like chew the smoke almost, and it's oh, it's gorgeous, man. What are you drinking there? Uh this this is a some. Uh, it's a company I want to try and get to sponsor me. They're my favorite beer. They're a honey flavored beer. Shout out to Perla again. You're gonna need to fucking give me some money soon. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now I I emailed them, but it was a very unprofessional email. Um, but it was on the basis that if I'm going to email them and deal with them, I'd rather them talk to me as if I'm talking to them. Um, 
So, you know, it wasn't like, hey, Perla, I'm interested in this. It was, hey, Perla, fucking love your drink. Uh, drink 100 cans this month. Do you want to uh, give me some money? <laughs> you know, it was, it was almost along that sort of uh, cheeky sort of basis. Um, might have got straight to the junk then. But, uh, I, you I'm never to, know. I've, I've reached out, trying to like promote my book and stuff like that, or just trying to promote, or whatever, just trying to um, connect with people. And man, I've sent my fair share of cheeky emails. I've never gotten a response. I'm hoping I get a cheeky response. Like someone's like, no, fuck you, you dumb bitch. Like, don't bother us. Or something <laughs> like that. I'd dig it. I'd be like, all right, cool. Well, talking to a human. <clears throat> So far, um, I've got like a free, I've, again, my whole, my studio is like rigged with LEDs, um, oh. like everywhere. Um, and to begin with, I bought like two little sets and then sort of emailed the company. I was like, these are fucking great. And then I got like uh, two free sets. So I was like, cool. Um, so I've sort of built my own response around that, um, of just me just being me. Um, but it was funny because me and my partner went out to a hotel last week because, uh, was going to go and check out a comedy club. And we went to stay at a Hilton and I gave them a rude shout out in a previous show because they looked at me like I was a tramp. Oof. Uh, I mean, I'll put it out there. Uh, again, I had to get a couple of trains and it was a boiling hot day. So I did turn up in some jeans and a vest and with a rucksack on and this hat. And, you know, I, I didn't look great, but you know, when you're checking in and then you get an overcharge, I got overcharged as well, which mm -hmm. was a, a fuckery. That, and and uh, I didn't really want to dispute it, but I didn't really get acknowledged, um, which was completely, you know, rude and disrespectful. But anyway, the night continued. Me and my partner went out, had a good time, blah, blah. Uh, I went out to get some chicken because I was fucking starving. So I went out to get some fried chicken. It seems to be my go-to when I'm drinking is just, let's get 20 uh, pieces of chicken. Woof. All, all gone. Um, and then I got locked out of the hotel. And then uh, for 20 minutes, uh, terrible night. Woke up the next morning feeling like shit. Went to go and get breakfast. And then there was like, oh, you have no breakfast. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And then I started to get, it was up until that moment, I was all cool. But when I wake up in the morning and I can't have a cup of coffee and a breakfast that I paid for and I was overcharged, yeah, I, I, I kind of flipped the lid. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you'll have to just go to uh, the main desk, sorted out, thank you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, thank fuck you, you know. That little sly, yeah, you know, yeah, fuck you too, you know. And uh, we left. And I put a really rude review up. And then two days later, the manager called me up, gave me my money back, apologized like fuck. And then said, next time you come, send me an email beforehand and we'll sort you out. So I want to give a shout out to Emily from the fucking Hilton for actually um, doing her job, looking after potential future customers on a monthly basis and uh, fucking up your staff because they're rude people. Yeah, you know, sorry about that little rant there. No, no, you're good. It, you're good because it makes me think like it's actually something I've been kind of working on. Um, because uh, you said your favorite podcast is Joe Rogan, and my mm. favorite podcast is a friend of it is uh, Duncan Trust. I don't know if you've listened to Duncan Trust Family Hour, yeah. love that show, Spoke love, about love him last that night. Show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I uh, he was on the uh, 1666 episode. And, and I have a, I have a son 
uh, and again, he, he mentioned a YouTube person called Blippy uh-huh. uh, on on that show. Yeah. Uh, and and after and, and after I looked into it and I was like, oh, this guy is actually pretty fucking good, you know, because what Duncan Trussell said, you know, he, he really interacts with the children and blah, blah, like the way he portrays himself. And I was like, OK, this is kind of a cool guy. So I've started watching it myself a little bit because, again, the way I and it was weird, cause I can relate to this blippy guy, because when I talk to kids or my own son. I make sure everything's over the top so that they can understand. And so that when I seen this, I was like, oh, shit. No, I, I get this. Like, you know, and we went out shopping because it was my son's birthday. And we see, I seen a blippy T-shirt. So I, and it was so strange because it was just so um, coincidental, you, you know, that listen to that show. Then two days later, I'm seeing this fucking shirt everywhere. So I took a picture and fucking put it on Twitter and I was like, oh, fucking at Duncan Trussell since watching 1666, this fucker's manifesting itself everywhere. And I got a good like. So it was cool, man. It was a good day. I got a like from Duncan Trussell and it was my son's birthday. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. It's a good day, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what I love about that guy is he's just so, he's all about positivity, you know, like he's funny as hell. Um, And he's like, you know, done some crazy shit, but he's just all about positivity in the end of the day. And uh, yeah, no, the blippy thing though is crazy. I I don't want to talk about it too much, but like that, like that's like weird conspiracy. Like all of a sudden they just changed blippy and they didn't, no one explained that. Like that, I didn't know. I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I've only just recently found out about, I love conspiracies. And this is, this is a new one that's just cropped up. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is getting really interesting now with this blippy guy. (laughs) (laughs) These shirts are coming up and there's conspiracies and, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, what, it's so strange. Was, yeah. What, what I was going to say, though, um, about Duncan Trussell, uh, and it's funny that you should say, like, synchronicities, you know, with, like, seeing, mm. listening to him and seeing that shirt. I swear, whenever I listen to an episode where Duncan Trussell is talking about just kind of being kinder, or he has a guest like David Nickturn, who's like a meditation expert, um, talking about being kind and positive and all of that, like, I get tested. The Lord tests me the very next day, every single time. Like it's a synchronicity. I know it. Um, so yeah, I, uh, well, I guess what I was going to say is the, the, with the hotel, like getting treated like a tramp and then just kind of like being blown off and overcharged, I would have fucking lost it. Like I'm a cool guy. I'm really, really sweet when I talk to people, but like See all it, of that would like crush me, man. And I just get all, I get all boiling. My blood would be boiling. I could freak out. And that's when I think about Duncan Trussell. And I, I guess now Blippi is probably just like, just be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> well, it's just like, some... it was like the first time out for two years as well. You know? Oh yeah. And the annoyances I'd booked in for a fucking goddamn spa and all sorts of fucking shit. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so when I was like, man, I'm not going to get that spa. I didn't even get my breakfast. And the piss take was I'd been like a gym member with them for years and stayed with them fucking all around the country. It was yeah. fucked, man. I was like yeah. devastated. But let's f- fuck that hotel talk off, man. <clears throat> but here's something you kind of sound, you know, because obviously Duncan Trussell's very soft spoken and you're kind of the same way. But he's got a little bit of a uh, a bit of a rasp to his voice. You've not quite got, but you've almost the same, like 
higher octaves, but not the the lowers. You know. I see. I see. Much smokes more splits, and maybe do get into a K hole. I've never done ketamine, so maybe that might be the difference. That's the difference. He's got that smoker's rasp. Yeah, yeah, I actually got the raspy lesbian voice that, that they mentioned earlier. I got that from him. I told him that. <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Uh, are you a fan of Stephen King? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, the, it's funny. The first book, first Stephen King book I ever read was his own writing. Um, oh, wow. What a good one to start with. I know. I lucked out totally by random. I was just like, oh, you know, I'm trying to write. Let's see what this guy has to say. Like, he's sold a bunch of books, I guess. Um, and I checked out and it was so good. So, so good. But yeah, I love Stephen King um, for sure. What's your favorite book? Okay. So I, I would say on writing. I would definitely say on writing um, mm -hmm. because uh, I just, I've read so many books about writing uh, and so many of them just seem so mechanical and so like there's nothing to it. And that book just had so much life in it and finding out about his story. And then the, where he talks about getting hit by that car, mm. like all of that was just like, it, it rocked my socks off. So, so that's, that's probably my favorite Stephen King, which is kind of lame. And I love the Shining. Didn't some, something spoofed that, didn't it? Way back when, I can't remember what it was, whether it was a cartoon or something, but they spoofed Stephen King getting hit oh, really? by a That's car. Like a thing. I think it might have been a Simpsons. The Simpsons are ringing in my mind. Um, He's been a guest star on The Simpsons a bunch of times too, which is hell. Yeah. yeah, I met I met Joe Hill many many years ago. Um, okay. Yeah, it was fucking. It was. I can't remember the place now because I was I was doing a hell of a lot of drugs at the time, getting trains here, there, and everywhere. But um, one of my ex partners was a huge fan, and it was um, about a year, maybe after he released. Um, oh shit! What was a fucking film now? Daniel Radcliffe. Um, Horns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a. So, I basically went to. Uh, he did like some signing at Waterstones, and I uh, went and got it signed, and it was pretty cool. Uh, but I, I was. It was one of those moments where I tried to not act like a fucking weird fanboy because I. Because that's the problem. People always associate him with his fucking father, and you know, most people would assume they'd, they'd meet him and go, "Oh, let's talk about your dad," and they it'd fucking it'd drive you mad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, I can imagine. So I, I had to uh, refrain slightly from doing so. But it was just a quick, you know, a little... But it was cool, man. Right. Horns was a bad film. Um, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. Because I haven't read uh, the book for Horns, but all his other stuff's really good. I mean, The Dark Tower, that's him and his dad, right? Mm. Um, yeah, like, that's it, all good writing. What about In the Tall Grass? That's cool. The, the film... Grass, I'm writing it well, down. The, the film the film wasn't great it was okay but the book is good one of my, case, it? i like the fact of the the way he just bases everything around maine you know there's this huge mythology around one specific area and the fact that everything sort of intertwines it, you know to the point where the i always confuse this um pet cemetery uh with the you know the fucking indian burial ground and all that shit i think that gets mentioned in um 
Children of the Corn or something like that. There's some weird crossovers, um, which is what I like about it. The fact that he's got this, I can't remember which one it is, but they go in, and go down some little straight path and there's that little rock. Um, this this I'm basing that off the film, um, just for a potential people to know what I'm talking about because there's not many people that have read all of Stephen King's books. So, yeah. mm, I've I'd like to say yes, but I, it's impossible. Um, there's I've I've had his like ebook collection. I've I've got most of his stuff on paperback and hardback. Um, I'm sure there's a few that have always slipped through the net. Um, but there's probably a hell of a lot of short stories I've not read. Oh yeah, I forget that that dude, like, he put out a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of short stories. Excuse me for one second, my lizard is, uh, like, Ooh. so, yeah, I'll bring him over, actually. Cool! Right. Fucking, first, we had a cat on the last show, and now we're gonna have a lizard. This is becoming a oh wow! Well, I I used to have uh, bearded dragons. That's him. Yeah. Raz the bearded dragon. Um, he's cool. Right now, oh he ran. He's being an asshole already. But, is he uh, uh, black around his neck? No. Oh yeah. no! I think that was just to piss him off because you know bearded dragons they get a little angry. Yeah, they go oh. fucking black and hiss at you. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Mine. Uh, I used to have three. I used to have a boy and two girls. I used to have like a. 12 foot vivarium it was fucking massive um, yeah, that's gonna be hard so, so i know they're territorial right like i've never seen him interact with another beauty um but i hear that they fight like, they get they didn't really bother that much the, okay. the male would just fuck around with the females a lot the two feet the, the the two females got a little bit aggressive when they got pregnant and then i had mm -hmm. to separate them but luckily i had a tank big enough to do so but um it was it was a bit sad in the end they Obviously, it was all getting a bit old, and they fucking all passed from little things. And obviously, the females fucked each other up, which was well, they didn't quite fuck each other up, but you could tell there was some animosity. And I wished I'd have gave one of the females away, because uh, I think that's kind of what done it in. It was I got given them all, and they was all living together fine for ages, but uh, for some reason, whether it was just the move or time. I had them for like three years, but uh, they was pretty big when I got them. So it could have just been old age and I'm probably beating myself up. <laughs> I've got all these sad images in my head like, man, that was a hard time. And I'm like, mm, maybe they just got old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can live up to 14, but they usually don't. Um, mm. Yeah, especially with like, yeah, no, I, they just probably got old. Three years, I mean... Yeah, but, I think there was, there probably was about eight or nine, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's up there. Mm. Um, this little guy, uh, he's only, he just turned two actually. Um, when we got him, this teenager in Delaware just like was not taking good care of him. Um, had him in like a tiny enclosure, didn't have UVB lights, didn't have the right food, like just fucked up entirely. Um, and we were like pretty sure that he was like on the verge of getting metabolic bone disease which is a thing that they can get if they don't yeah, get yeah. the proper care um yeah, proper nutrients if they're just being fed uh if they're not being fed live food they can they can get that just yeah, prote yeah protein, protein deficiency and calcium and shit yeah yeah so uh 
So we're super glad we got him because he got him, and now he's like super happy, healthy, got tickets of that, and all that good stuff. Um, he's trying to jump off my desk, so I'm gonna put him in his enclosure. Come on, buddy. that's cool. I think he's uh, gonna poop, so. <laughs> all right, buddy. Years ago. Um, I had to confiscate a lizard and take it to the RSPCA. Uh, this is a very vague memory because, again, I was fucking heavily under the influence of drugs. But one of my friends had a lizard. Well, we went. We had. We used to go around this house where we'd all have a session. We'd all get fucked up, and we went round there one day to find this person had a lizard, and she had it in a fucking bird cage. And I immediately went mad because I didn't know fuck all really about lizards at that point. But I knew that they they don't they're not kept in cages like it was all. And I mean, it was literally almost like a bird cage. I couldn't even say that it was like a hamster cage. It was literally shaped like a bird cage. Um, but that was like again. This is about. 13 years ago um but it was fucking crazy what some people do um and i think if i remember rightly it was swapped for some drugs which was weird because she clearly got the worst end of that deal because she the lizard would have died and she gave away a lot of drugs so it's uh, you don't even know how to take care of it you might as well just have to yeah it was that well there's a weird little logical way of thinking behind that in which, again, if you if you don't know how to take... I think it was just some people get these fucking weird ways when they get fucked up and they're like, oh, I'll have that lizard, you know? <laughs> and with no clue as to what they eat and like, yeah, it eats grass, doesn't it? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it just spent like, like, spend 20 minutes on YouTube, man. Like at least something like Google. Mm. Take like, take no time at all. What do you uh, feed your beardy? So I give him, I give him, uh, he eats a lot of dubia roaches, eats a lot of crickets, and then he's actually really into veggies. Um, we've been getting him to eat salads way, way more. He's been getting better and better at it. He's like, salads uh, are good. Oh, yeah. The, the previous owner, he just gave him like dry, dead, you know, things and never gave him enough veggies, I don't think. So, so now we've got him. Just be careful with certain types of like lettuces. I think iceberg yeah. lettuce is, uh, it really, them up. Yeah, yeah, there's some, there's, People just think you can just give standard greens to them, but there's some that you you will fuck them up. Um, they've got this little tiny digestive system, you know, it's, it's teeny, and you give them this fucking huge um, huge piece of iceberg lettuce, and it's, it's fuck, fucks them up, man. Yeah. Sucks all the nutrients out in a way. Yeah, yeah, because it's like all water. Um, one thing I found out about Beardies, though, that I didn't know until recently, is they have a third eye. Like, they actually have a third eye in their head heat oh good yeah that's how they uh gauge heat isn't it oh okay so i was trying to figure out what it is um, because i think he definitely changes color when you know it's in different temperatures um i think that third eye is like a thermal sensor i'm pretty sure that's what it is i might again i'm pulling this out of uh my overspilled brain i could be (laughs) heavily wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what it's for it's like uh same with snakes. I think snakes have the same thing. Oh, that's how they that's uh all re- I think that's how all, how all reptiles um take in thermal. That's cool. Might have to Google that. <laughs> Humans have like a reptilian brain though, right? Like that's a thing. Like, yeah, we do, yeah. Are we are are we are we humans part aliens or, or are just the post humans ones with the third eye? Well, 
Hmm. If you want my opinion, it which is. is an op- it's an opinion, it's not a fact. I, I think, think we're I... worth. I think we're fucked about with um, over time and history. Uh, evolution would have taken great advances and leaps with other species, you know. Because again, we're probably if we wasn't so smart, we'd be dead. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. We'd be fucked yeah. if we didn't have real intelligence and conscious thinking. We'd be getting killed by alligators all the time and snakes and we'd probably be getting killed by fucking cows and domesticated animals. Like, we're so soft and squidgy. And, you know, we, we, we're not conscious there yet where we are actively killing ourselves actually a little bit, you know, as we go along. So it's kind of, we're still not there. Like, come on. Yeah, no, we, we've been killing ourselves since the dawn of time. Oh, damn straight. Damn straight. That's... That's why it's impressive we've got this far, because all we've done is wage war, fucking cause chaos, and annihilate species off the planet. How the fuck ain't we dead? You know, during all of that process, we we should have been wiped the fuck out. And I mean, um, I mean, we we like to shit on Homo erectus a lot as being like the lesser evolved version, but I mean, Homo erectus was around for almost two million years, and we've been here for like less than two hundred thousand, like. You're going by like, I yeah, it's debated. Actually, I think I saw something recently that said we were like around for a little bit longer, which I think is cool. But still, we haven't been here that we haven't been here that long, and we're still like, it seems yeah. like yeah, you see, I I'm a huge believer in um, I mean, again, you mentioned sort of God earlier religiously. Are you religious? Spiritual. Bit? Um, I, I'm okay. not super into conventional religions. But, just uh, um, just wanted to uh, just okay. Yeah. Um. I'm, I I was raised in like Christian sort of schools, so I was taught, okay, fucking Jesus was born, and then there was man, and blah 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 that narrative, and then I left school, but I got older, did a lot of drugs, learnt some more, and then looked into a whole bunch of wacky shit, um, settled down, did loads of work and jobs, and you know my body's a bit fucked up and whatever. But uh, then, sort of, after stopping work, looked into a lot of stuff and sort of further educated myself in any way, shape, or form which I could, which is by watching shitty documentaries, because sometimes there's some good knowledge in old documentaries. Sometimes there's a bit of shit. But I'll literally spend most of my days reading and learning, because education doesn't stop at school, but most people think it does. But I'm a firm believer that all of the myths, all of the bullshit, all of the old stories were probably true. And over hundreds of thousands of years, the stories, just like Chinese whispers, have just been diluted to a story, folklore, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think... history is so short. Like, it's nothing. Like, written history is nothing nothing and we don't even have full access to archives because the vatican owns the last two thousand years essentially yeah uh and anything before then maybe they have a lot of that shit you know the library of alexandria apparently some of that stuff was shipped off to the sphinx and to egypt through mark anthony um again it was a gift and uh well some of that information has got to be somewhere. Yeah, it's, Most, like, it's crazy. Most of that was under Rome as well. Just going to point that out there that the uh, 
Library of Alexandria got accidentally burnt when the Rome came in uh, and burnt the naval fleets. Right. See, I don't know too much about that. I think I've heard that it was intentional, but that could have been someone just adding their own what they believe, yeah. you know, without well, because I, I just heard like it was intentional, like it was deliberate. Well, it probably was. Yeah. You don't just accidentally. Well, again, they set fire to the ships, but a, the accident was the library being burnt and the knowledge mm -hmm. being lost. Um, Who knows? But that's all of history, you know? Yeah. So you say like myths. Uh, what, what myths are you talking about? Because like I know that like the Great Flood probably happened because a bunch of different religions have their own. You know, yeah, I, I, I believe in that. But I also kind of believe that stories like dragons was us probably fucking around with dinosaurs. Fits the tale. Big, can breathe fire? Like then, that's it. Big, huge motherfucking wing thing. Maybe it was just about extinct, you know? Yeah. Maybe there was only a couple of them. Hmm, that would make sense because birds have survived till modern day. So you're telling me that maybe a couple of those pterodactyls didn't hide in some fucking cave, yeah, surviving on. the fallout and then picking off the fucking bits. And then hundreds of years later, we go and fucking come out of our little caves and we're like, holy shit, look at that giant winged reptile. We have to fucking kill that because it's sweeping <laughs> up our kids, you know? <laughs> That's probably the tale. It's all of stories are probably just they add so much detail. Whereas if you take all the detail out and put it to a small little thing, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and like like you got like like we were talking about Homo erectus. You got Homo habilis too that was like around even like mm. close like Homo sapiens time. And like those dudes look like gnomes. Like you look at those skeletons, you're like those are gnomes. Like I'm I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, like, the Hobbit people. Hobbit people, halfling, like yeah, the yeah. Where you, yeah. From, in, from Indonesia. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a video of one of them being caught on camera, apparently. Really? Well, there was two people on motorbikes and they was riding along and there was some little man running along with a spear and then he darts like left into some corn. And uh, you never know, but he looked pretty small. I'd about shit myself if I was on a motorcycle and a little dude with a spear was like running next to me. I well, I, I don't think I'd well, pull up my camera. I think I just I just couldn't. Well, there was filming anyway. There was just going like GoProing on like motocross, and then obviously this fucking they come up to this little junction, and then there's like a little man with a spear. So obviously they pull up, and then obviously they fucking clock the little man, and next thing he's running at a million miles an hour. They're all revving, trying to keep up with the guy, and then he just literally does a left into some corn. Like some long grass and uh, gone. Huh. Hey, um, my uh, my partner's here with the groceries. I do want to continue this conversation. Can I just help her unload the groceries and be right back? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, we we can take a little uh, intermission, man. That's all cool. All right. Fire away. It's all we'll good. Call it, uh, we'll call it five minute, five minute, five ten minute intermission. Show, like the last show, we're going to close out, and we're going to close out with uh, Kai Morit doing uh, another. Uh, so it's all cool. Um. I'll uh, I'll edit that bit of dead air. Um, I say dead air. I did like a minute of talking, and then I was like, okay, oh, I need to just uh, phone up my uh, drug dealer. <laughs> no, it's all cool. Um, he was even more confused than me. He thought I phoned him uh, yesterday. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's but a good, no, that's um, a good drug dealer though, who's like 
hey you phoned me yesterday like at least tries to like stop you instead of being like oh yeah for sure like i'll come back and sell you oh no he's he's a cool guy he's he's one of the most hardest working and this is what's fucked up is people have uh, huge views upon people that go out and hustle whereas this guy is one of the most hardest working people i ever know like he does apart from his side job he, he has a normal job so but he literally hustles from fucking the morning until like 12 at night like just consistently uh just for his kids that's all it is he just grafts and works his balls off for his kids oh, uh, which is why i have a huge level of respect for him um, absolutely and that ties into what we're saying like, way back in the beginning just like about you know people thinking of stoners and people smoke weed as just being lazy you know like no yeah, most of the time that people have shit going on people have lives we're human and, mm. uh... i only smoke weed because i'm just always at fucking a million miles an hour so it's uh i need to kind of slow down because if i didn't it's uh god I wouldn't even want to imagine the results. It could, jeez. Your podcast would have to be slowed down a little bit, you know. People are oh. coming down to eighty percent speed. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, I talk fast anyway, which is the big problem. So if I was not drinking and smoking, fuck, there wouldn't be no seconds. No one, <laughs> I wouldn't even. There'd be no point having guests. It'd just be like da 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 da. Just be going off like a fucking goddamn minigun. Man, you know, I've tried to, I've, I've thought about making my own podcast where I just kind of go into philosophy. I really like multiverse theory. You talked about it with your last Ooh. guest. I thought that was super cool. Um, I thought I'd just like make a podcast where I just talk into the mic. I have no idea how people who do that do that. Like, how can you just talk? Like, I need a guest. Like, I would need a guest. I need someone to talk to, someone to chat well, with. I, I did a couple of shows that was just me. Oh, and it was good practice. I think you need to kind of just chat some shit for 50, 60 minutes um, just to see. I mean, I don't edit my shows apart from the dead air, which is um, that's a new thing. But I'm going to fill that. That's being filled soon. Um, there's going to be a shake up in July. It's going to but it will benefit the show tenfold. Um, oh, I can't. <clears throat> Not allowed. No, Sorry. No, no. <laughs> until until the, the process is about four shows in and it's secure and solid then i'll talk about it fully but i'm shaking things up i'm always looking to shake shake shit up um we'll get there i almost uh look at that like a fucking cia interrogator trying to uh that's that silence that's the thing it's like hmm i'm waiting for you to talk go on just say it just go on and say it <laughs> That's all it is. I'm not. Uh, nah, I ain't saying shit. We'll get there in a couple of shows. Um, we'll we'll get there. Uh, I'd like to um, invite you to a. Again, I've got a couple of big events in the works, but I'll, I'll talk to you about an event off air. Um, oh, hell yeah. I'd like to be hell involved yeah. in that because that's going to be a cool one. Hell uh, and as a fan of Duncan Trussell, you, you get an automatic invite. <laughs> I knew that would give me something someday. Being his Patreon of art, you know, I already get like the commercial free podcast but now i get cool shit events hell yeah that's what's up that's where it's at have you ever seen it the way he changes his uh i don't want really to talk about him too much but the way he always changes his twitter name 
oh, for like yeah. Duncan Trussell of Ra- Ravencroft Manor or fucking. <laughs> yeah, what is he right now? He was like, he was a something expert for a long time. He, he keeps on changing. He's like a food yeah. expert. Yeah. His Twitter's Brilliant. funny as hell, actually. Have you watched the uh, Midnight Gospel? Oh my God, I love Midnight Gospel. Love, love that. Love that. It was just so cool to see some of those conversations that were so deep, being animated and all that. And then some of the bands that they had or some of the music that too, I really yeah. love that. Pendleton Ward, I mean, God, dude's just a visionary for sure. For sure. Have for you, sure. He's just uh, been on Steve-O's show as well. I did. Steve-O's Wild Ride. I didn't know Steve-O had a show. Yeah. Fuck. Everyone has a podcast now. Jeez. (laughs) You should should do one yourself. Um, You should. Would you be a guest? If you'll be a guest, then yeah, maybe I'll do it. I'm way more likely. I'll be your first guest. Hell yeah. All right. Done. All right. I guess I have to now. Committed. uh, Get a catchy name. Get some shit together. DM me and we'll do it. Okay, all right, <clears throat> all right, I'm good. I'm good. So far, I've got like four people to launch fucking podcasts. <laughs> I love it, man. Be, but you know, the, th- the thing is, is um, anyone can do it. Yeah. Like, even if it's, I mean, my conversations, the longest is three hours, 26. That's been the longest so far. Wait. I take that back. The longest so far was last night, but I fucking lost half an hour. So technically, the record was broken, but um, it wasn't. Hmm. So. I mean, if there's no record of it, then the record's still free. Um, three, yeah, three and a half hours. I don't know if I have that much time, but I'm on the No, no, <laughs> I don't ever, I don't ever set it out as a challenge to anybody. But that it was a, it was a, a record that wasn't even intentional. Um, it was a very cool conversation as well, because I was blasted. I was wild. Um, and it took me about three hours. <laughs> and then, uh, well, some of it, there was uh, just just uh, audio. And then, obviously, we we got into video for a bit. And then I was like, man, this is a handsome looking guy. You know, he's fucking, he's looking pretty cool. You know, looks about mid twenties, whatever. It turns out the guy was seventeen. I know it was like this wild episode up until, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and and it was the biggest like shock of the whole fucking shit because it was just wild. And I was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna continue anyway." <laughs> but it was just so. It was like, "Wait, what?" But he looked like he looked older than me. He was just so fucking mature and about it. And he was the most switched up because it was just, again, it was just consistent flow all the way. And I was like, man, this guy's a mature character. And I was like, what? You're 17? <laughs> like, man, you are going places. That was the yeah. fucking first. That's the first thing I said. I was like, you're going places, man. You just, you just fucking did a three hour conversation with a complete stranger. You know? Sounds like and- kill the damn. Um, and I was listening to your last podcast. You had another episode, or, or right before, um, right before number twenty-seven, where you're talking about. Uh, you had another wow. really long conversation, but it got really intense, like breakdowns and stuff. And I, I can imagine myself oh, at okay. three hours. Yeah. Well, that's that's another one. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, <clears throat> I've got to clear my throat for this story. Okay. Um, I haven't even been able to release the episode. Um, I hope 
the uh, person we're talking about listens to this because we had a very long conversation, but I had to, um, again, um, he kind of compromised himself on the show. <clears throat> this is a very loose show, I drink, I smoke, but he slightly compromised himself. Um, and I was like, okay, I don't mind editing it out. You know, I don't mind that. <clears throat> and he was like, and I, I fucking hate editing. It's a t tedious work. It's the only thing I don't like doing. I don't mind dead air because I can go, huh, the chair's there. I'm not there. Cut. But when you have like a three hour conversation and then you have to cut two hours, you go, hmm, we've lost a lot of gold. And it was gold. It was a, it was the best fucking show ever. And that's what, it's truly a bit annoying because it was a, one of the best shows I've ever done. But unfortunately, uh, guy's got himself in a recent new relationship and, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, little things. But I respect that, you know, again. If, but if it had dropped, if I'd have just gone, hey, here's an NDA, sign here. You know, it's, uh, that's what, that's why I'm so, that's why I like my show because I don't, I don't drop, I talk to people and I go, hmm, well, if you don't want it in, I can cut it, but, you know, it's going to take a while. Um, but the show hasn't dropped because he doesn't want it to drop, which he's earned himself something that's a new system for July, the uh, two strike policy. And he's uh, one of the, few people who's earned one strike to be blacklisted from the show which uh this is going to continue for like the next 10 years or up until whenever and i've got another show in the works so it's uh it wouldn't have bothered me but i did five hours of editing for him to say hmm can you not do it at all that and i'm like hmm yeah if you just said that from the start cool um and there's nothing incriminating in there. I cut out so much incriminating shit that it's like a patchwork quilt of... Well, it's not, because I made everything seamless, which is why it took fucking five hours. Again, I'm a sound engineer. I do music production. Kind of know how to do it, but I don't want to spend my days doing it. All I want to do is talk shit. I don't mm -hmm. want to... It's all I want to do, just talk shit and have a good time. I don't want to uh, spend my days editing because you compromised yourself. It's not my fault. You knew what you was getting yourself into, my friend. <laughs> but, I, you know, as a, as a guest, and by the way, this is my first podcast ever. I've never never done this before. I'm super excited to do it, by the way. And Woo! First one. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Well, you you are more professional than most of my guests, my friend. Oh. No, I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm just, not most of my guests. Just the several in question at the minute. Just the fun ones? Um, Not the fun ones, but, you know... You you should do podcasting. I you know I've really I've really really thought about it. Um, but what I was gonna say is, coming onto your show, you know, you didn't ask me like, uh, do I have like the right to record or have an NDA? You know, any of that boring stuff it made me feel way way cooler. You know, because then it's like I've I've signed an NDA. It's just like oh shit, like I'm committed now. And if I incriminate myself, that's just it is what it is. Yeah, I've. I mean, the thing is, I don't have anything like that. I've thought about it a few times because. Just, but I, I, I wouldn't want it to get too political, you know. It's, mm -hmm. That's not what this is about. It's about having fun. But if you have fucking fun and you have too much fun, 
and you're on a show based around getting fucked up yeah. and you don't want that to go into the world well it's not really the game that you're playing is it you know yeah. you've played a completely different game you've just got fucked up and took away a potential good get you know again this is where i book people in and you know you took away a guest spot and then you took away another potential guest spot because i had to do five hours worth of editing yeah. yeah so you've potentially took away two potential promotions for people that's that's the real part and that's all i like to do have a laugh promote people and it's why i've come up with a blacklisting system yeah yeah two strike two strike policy that's it's pretty fair so uh he knows he's got it he's, he'll be coming back on the show but i have said to him this time you don't if you compromise yourself your fucking fault my friend <clears throat> so anyway this is uh becoming rants let's talk about some actual fucking supernatural paranormal out there shit we talk about multiverses what's your thoughts on that all right all right i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to, i'm gonna try to break it down because i've been trying to do this to task it's a labor of love my apologies if it sucks but it is what it is so i think i think genuinely genuinely do believe this um, that in some way, all humans, all of us are really one. Animals, the world, everything, the space, the universe, everything that's out there, we're all really are one. I'm a, I'm a monist if you stick to philosophy. Um, yeah. Now, to add to that, though, I think that there's a certain level of importance to the fact that we are conscious beings and we can make decisions and that matters. And what I think is think that maybe I, I don't get too much into simulation theory i like the original kind of like buddhist um it's like th this is maya this whole world is maya mm. it's all just whatever we make up of it um, simulation theory i'm not a huge fan of thank you yeah uh, especially as soon as elon musk grabbed it, i was like oh it's mainstream now i gotta go underground gotta go even deeper no i'm kidding it's not that bad but anyways <laughs> I, I feel I, what I think is that, you know, the decisions we make build the world that we're in. The thoughts we have build the world that we're in. And uh, we're constantly, I think that this simulation, if it is, if that's the right word, supercomputer, God, whatever, is fabricating not just one universe, but an infinite supply of them at all times. And every time we make a decision, we're moving from one to the next. So when I think of the multiverse theory, I think of it as just like navigation. We're on this just sea of eternal possibility. And then you're, you're, you maybe you're in like a little raft or maybe you're in a big boat with a bunch of other people, but you're just trying to figure out, you know, which waters are the ones to go, trying to figure out the current sets. My metaphysical view, I guess, of, of, of everything. I mean, <clears throat> what gets me deep with it is the fact that this answer could have been different to another answer I could have given you. Like what I just said, what I just said there mm -hmm. in another in another parallel dimension could have been different, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And that that's infinite. You mm -hmm. know, that doesn't that goes on and on and on to the where the mind can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. Even what I'm saying now could be a completely different. There could be a dimension fucking dickhead Tim over there going, hmm, multi fucking verse. I don't know about that. You know, and there could be uh, loads of them. And that's what kind of gets me is the fact that every single choice that we make could have an infinite amount of possibilities, outcomes, solutions, and it gets kind of very deep in when, if you think about it too much, you actually can't think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you can't. You, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Um, but I've 
and it's again i spoke about it a little bit on my last show and it's there's kind of a theory that you can put to it i call it like blueprint theory in which you can if you've lived certain amounts of you know lives and lived a fucked up life and done a whole different array of things and met all these different people you can almost not guess what's going to happen but put it to a probable scale you know in terms of you know if i get out of bed when i got out of bed this morning the probability of my son running at me and giving me a hug is about 98 percent you know yeah he's probably going to come and run to me and give me a hug but if there's some fucked up toy behind me or near my feet he might run at me and get to that toy you know there's there's and <clears throat> i could go downstairs and making a coffee might be successful you know is there's a certain amount of things that you can guess and interactions that you can guess um but the problem is if you was to draw it out to a scale it would be impossible to map because you would have to base that upon nine billion people's lifestyles choices expectations but there's a little a little tiny thing that you can you can get a little bit little bit of it but only in what you know now you know i can't guess about some movie producer in hollywood but i can guess about my neighbors because i've interacted with them for x amount of years and i and again if i go and put their bins out what's the probability of them saying thank you right you know right. There's a there's a huge amount of chance and probability, but it, <clears throat> like I say, it's just difficult to to put out onto paper because you'd need thousands of sheets of paper. But you could almost, if you can grasp the concept and just apply it, you can pretty much work it out. It's not difficult because the media has also given you most of the blueprints for you. Yeah. Again, same for Twitter and social media. Oh, you look yeah. at enough of that, you can guess certain people's uh, reactions to whatever they're going to say or whatever you're going to say. You can, you can play the field with uh, numbers in a way, but it's certain people buy into it, certain people don't. And people go, oh, you're not guessing the future. No, I'm not, but I'm guessing the chance of things. Mm -hmm. What could happen? See, I, I, I would add to that, too. And, like, to, to say, like, you know, you're saying, like, you can guess, like, what your neighbors or what your son uh, will do, but maybe not, like, a producer you've never met. See, what I think when I say that, like, everything is one is, so, like, there's there's certain decisions that we make, but behind those decisions, there is circumstance, you know, the, the fact that I was born in the United States determines some mm -hmm. things, and that doesn't, I didn't make a choice about that. So what I think is that every single person, at least or every single conscious being, is really just you in different circumstance and what's happening really if you ever like read like Leibniz um he's like a idealistic monist so he says that everything is happening within you so if you're a conscious yeah. being like you and I aren't really interacting I mean I know that there's like the zoom and there's like things in between but even beyond that it's like we're not even interacting in that sense um I'm interacting with myself and you're you are just <clears throat> a different instantiation of me I'm yeah, yeah. A instantiation of you I, I've got a, again, there's an, another minor theory behind that because if you've just, and you've totally just laid it out right there in which 
we could all just be weird replicated versions of ourselves, living in some fucked up, not a simulation, but almost sort of semi-conscious point of being where we, not like the Matrix, but, you know, like a coma yeah. in a way. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So I think only certain people will ever get these vibes. Um, uh, this is why another reason why I do my podcast is to reach out to a lot of these people because you'd be surprised how many people nowadays think that we are all interconnected and we are literally interconnected. And I feel like like religions have been on like they've had the finger on that pulse for a long time, but. Yeah, then you get all people storytelling and manipulation yeah. and control. Yeah. Yeah, but it comes down to like what you're saying, like about tales and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's just it we're you know, we're trying to we're trying to spread it. People are trying to spread that, but in the end it really is all just bullshit, like everything. But then in the end it isn't because it's you, you know? So that's why you gotta be kind to the people around you. That's what's super fucked up about simulation theory. What I really don't like about it is that someone will say, like, oh, everything's a simulation. So I'm just going to go down the street and like shoot someone or do something really terrible. Um, but that's totally counterintuitive if you think that that person is you and maybe all of you collectively together with the universe and all our God, you definitely don't want to go around doing harm. Here's, do the opposite. here's the fucked up side of it. You yeah. say that, but imagine if again, you know, you go down the street, you shoot someone. Well, and again, if he was shooting someone and that maybe is a representation or some weird subconscious version of yourself, <clears throat> so to speak, and then you kill that side of yourself, yeah. and then you go to jail, and then you feel like shit. Hmm. <laughs> and the rest of your uh, human experience, it could have been badass. You could have been, mm. you know, on the key islands, you know, living it up or doing something, smoking weed and doing this podcast and hanging out. But instead, you're in prison now, and that was the, that was the universe you built for yourself with your choices. That's that's all it is. Again, every conscious decision I make and you make, it all reverberates around the universe. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. stop at all. Yeah. Energy it's scary. Just transfers. No, it's 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 kind of scary. It's in a way, you know. Yeah. When you get really deep on it, because people will go, "Oh, scary." Mm, what the fuck you want about? Yeah, but you don't really think too deep. You're probably sitting there watching too much uh, EastEnders. Uh-huh. Or Love Island. Love you might not know. You might not know EastEnders. Oh, I shouldn't know. I know Love Island, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of Americans seem to uh, love EastEnders at the minute, which is crazy. <laughs> um, what I what like what gets me with like the multiverse theory, or what like I'm trying to rack my head around now is like creative stuff. You know, like like it's like a collection of choices, right? Like music's like a collection of choices, but then it's also instinct. I'm I'm trying to wrap my maybe you can help me out with that like like are we are you are you transferring dimensions you know are you building something I don't even know. Some people think that hmm, I say some people. Um, I'm not exactly the most fucking sanest man on the planet. That's best thing. Yeah. But occasion occasionally you know when you have a bad day you think hmm have I woke up in a different universe because shit was going right for three months. And I kept having these good nights of sleep. And then I had this weird fucked up dream. And then I woke up. And then since then it was all weird. And it's almost like you've woke up in sort of. a split, Like a very small. Indifferent universe. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. kind of weird. They, there's a, th- a weird old theory as well about doorways in which when you walk through a doorway, you, you're entering a different fucking universe. Well, like, okay. a sim- like, a, it's all, like old symbolistic fucking shit, those. I, I, <clears throat> I like that. Like, if you go to, like, um, you know, I, I, I don't practice it personally, but I've, I've studied a little bit at Santeria. And then if you, like, go into, like, they're, they're based from the Yoruba religion, which is one of the oldest religions. Santeria. We haven't spoke about that on the show. You never spoke about Santeria? So you got... Um, well, hmm. A little bit. Uh, with one of my regulars, shout out to McLean again uh, from uh, Southeast Africa. Hello, Noya. <laughs> There's a uh, running joke that uh, she's from Malawi and it's not quite classed as that fucking area. So, uh, extremely funny person. So, I always take the piss with that because it's not classed as that. I always go, it's, yeah, South Africa, isn't it? You know? And she's like, no, no, it's East Africa. So I'm meeting in the middle of Southeast. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> but no, we spoke about a little bit of Santeria, but hmm, again, so you spent some time in Mexico. So I could, I could believe that. And I'm a, I've been a weird fan of, San, not a fan of it, but I've looked into it for about, hmm, oh shit. 12 years. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm a huge fan. Like, what's that? Of like, I'm a huge fan of like voodoo, superstitious shit. Um, but I only know mainstream and a couple of little books that I've read and a couple of uh, Somalians that I've met from way back when. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that's what's your take? Well, you know, I, I've only read a little bit and, and the truth is, uh, you know, I'm a, I would be an outsider. Um, so, because, uh, like, having American parents who, you know, decided to go to Mexico is a different story than being, you know, having the connections. And to really be a good Santero, you you have to have a, a godfather and a godmother who were in that religion. So yeah, anything to, uh, I say is outsider. Bring you in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So there's the, I'm going to mispronounce it, Alegua. Um, he's the god of doorways crossroads and he's the one that people you know often attribute to being the the crossroads demon but i think that's inaccurate um but yeah i i don't know i if i study santeria i always end up right back just to him and studying him because it's like that's it like everything you do every choice you make every door you go into all of it it accumulates to the world you're in it has to some way or another so that'd be the end of my take, really. I guess I, I wish I knew more about Santeria to really explain some more about it. But it's, I guess what's really fascinating about it is that um, it was it came popular during the slave trade is when it kind of emerged. And that is from the fact that people who believe in the Yoruba religion from Africa, they were you know relocated and stolen, robbed and everything. And they were forced to be Catholic. And they just kind of found a way to work around it and say, no, 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 I can find my beliefs in yours. And I think that that's powerful as hell. Um, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Kind of. Good. No, no, no. You're good. I was just <coughs> that, like, it's just that that's that's why we should do more. I mean, if you're going to be if you're going to stick to one strict religion, you got to have to have an open mind about other ones because they're all you're not really that religious because you're denying other people's faith in a weird way. I mean, the guy I sp- spoke to, uh, he was a good friend. I used to work with him, uh, Mohammed. Uh, he was a devout Muslim. Uh, 
but he also um came from a very fucking brutal strange background mm. um again coming out of somalia and uh it was again i, I worked with him fuck my ashtray setting itself on fire hold on a minute but uh <laughs> but no uh i was literally i was working with him when i was like 17 18 uh when i first met him uh was when i was literally um in fact, it might have been a little bit later. I think I was about 19. Um, and I had fucked up views of the world. And I didn't quite... I was uncultured was the best way. And then I worked at like a Walker's Crisp factory. Um, and I was working with him and a couple of other guys. And like was on the same line. And we'd just chat some shit. And then they'd go and have their own little fucking table in, like, the break room. And, like, obviously they would talk their native fucking tongue and whatever. And to be honest, I was a bit of an introvert. But, obviously, when we was on the line, you know, it was all cool. And I'd just go and sit down there at the fucking table. And then, obviously, uh, they sort of half invited me in. And uh, I'm a very curious person. And... um, I asked them, you know, a fucking hell of a lot of stuff. Um, again, I've learned a lot about the Quran from my fucking friend Muhammad. Um, I've, again, I don't. When people leave school, they fucking stop education. Uh-huh. Um, I I chose to just get into everything. Um, and he was talking about Santeria. It took a, a little bit of time, but over the weeks, they, they was talking about some of the fucking crazy rituals. I'm not going to get into that on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll save that for dead air. Um, but there's, you know, some some very brutal stuff. But there was also some really crazy, interesting stuff. Um, just from superstitious perspectives. You know, it's... There was some, you know, especially when it comes to like sort of voodoo and like, you know, what people would call like witch doctors and stuff like that. There's, there was some really, really fucking cool stories, but some of them, some of them were fucking graphic as fuck. But there, it was just so interesting that you, could, that you just opened my eyes up in a, a weird way. And I was like, fuck, you know, especially considering that the UK is a somewhat allegedly racist country you know because of the british empire fuck fuck the british empire but you know uh, this was again during like the we're only just about in the last fucking five years accepting a hell of a lot of stuff i've got i've got a hell of a lot of friends that don't some of my relatives don't but it opened my eyes up to a fucking world of just something that wasn't some shitty little council estate and people's crappy life issues mm. you know but santeria was a is a and it do you know what got me into santeria the song by sublime uh-huh. yeah, no, i heard song slaps, that's a really good song i don't know but 
It's crazy. Sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much this show. You're good. No, 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 you're good. Yeah, it, this is my first podcast, like I said, and, and I actually really like to listen to people, so, so I hope you don't mind. I'm trying to try to get you to talk more. Um, nice. It's all cool, man. Cool. Again, see this as a, uh, a practice run, because this is all it is. This is all I do is I just talk shit and, you know, that's all it is. That's a cool horn, by the way. Very cool. Very, cool. very cool. Yeah. It's starting to make more appearances on the show. Nice. But you have to then um, on the video so people can see it. I will. Um, I'm a huge fan of bullshit trinkets. Yeah. I've not. I've got a. Um, <laughs> I haven't even put it up yet. I've got. <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a. Uh, do you know when they put X-rays onto that light screen? Uh huh. Well, I have one of those screens. I also am a huge fan of urban exploring. And years ago, I went treasure troving through an old abandoned hospital, and I had about 3,000 x-rays, from ranging from the 1970s to when the place closed down in the 90s. Mm. Um, I had to bin some of them, because I had so many. Like I was living with my folks at the time, and my mum was like, why would you keep bringing all this tat and shit home? I'm like, what are you talking about? These are fucking, look, look at that fucking spine and that skull. You see that leg? It's all bolted together. Look at that shit. Uh, but I, I, I went back and took the machine. Um, but that's going to be a, an addition to my studio is that fucking thing. I'm going to put it over this side. And then every so, often, every so often, I'm just going to whack one up like a fucking skull or a fucking, I've got loads. I, I had to get rid of some, but I've got like a full body. I've got loads of heftily bolted up fucking i almost sold i saw i sold some to tattoo studios because it was a uh, it was around that time when tattoo studios were getting really big and i was like huh this would be cool to see him because i've got tons of tattoos i was like it'd be cool to have this sort of shit when you're getting a tattoo done fits the vibe yeah so i uh convinced a friend to buy most of them <laughs> No, I've, I've still got some, okay. and I've still got a machine. Um, yeah, I'm just yet to put it up, because it, it's so fucking bright as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was looking at your tattoos. I mean, I saw, I can see a couple of them. I, I feel like you can't see most of them, because you've got your hat on and stuff, but that's bad. I oh, know. I've got... Um, your brow, yeah. I've got there. I've got one there. I've got all around my head. Oh, does it go all the way around? Oh, yeah, because um, all the way around from there, down my neck, around there. Um, I've got this arm done, a couple on my legs. Um, I've got a like split open sort of wound on my shoulder that looks like it's all stapled together. Um, and then my my neck is a zombified Ted Bundy bite. Okay. So I took a picture like a life size Ted Bundy thing, uh-huh. like one of his victims, and then I sort of uh, got my tattoo artist to zombify the shit out of it. All right. Uh, and it looks even better because during the process, um, I accidentally scraped a bit of it off and it almost made it look even even better. I didn't know you could scrape tattoos off. I'm 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 new to the tattoo world. First tattoo I ever got is the only one I have so far, and that was when um, my friends and I did shrooms in Joshua Tree. And the next day we we're just like, "Hey, you guys want to get tattoo?" And we're like, "Yeah, that was my first tattoo." But I didn't know they scratched off. That sucks. Yeah, it scabbed up. That's uh-huh. the problem. It uh, it got too scabby, and then it formed a real scab, and uh, I was like scratching, and 
Well, you know what it's kind of like when you get a scab and then you you almost it, you, you scratch it by accident and then you've got this little fucking tiny flap of skin and you're like, oh man, I'm not going to leave that there. I can't because it's fucking annoying me. So I just ripped it off and then I was like, oops. <laughs> it's believe, believe me, it's nothing. Um, one of my friends is... Uh, I've been trying to get him to be a guest on the show for a while because uh-huh. it'll be a, but it, he lives around the corner from me. So he'll be a, a live guest, but he's a, one of the most controversial people I know. He's uh, a German Sikh. So he's like, he's got the best of both worlds. For a start, he's a fucking Nazi and he's an Indian. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I don't give a fuck who's listening to this. This is one of my best friends. He doesn't find it insulting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, for those out there, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's uh, he's about six years older than me. Um, but his views on the world are amazing. They are so down the razor line that he's, he is skating thin ice all the time, but it's so funny. And he has no filter whatsoever. Gotta love people like that who just say what they're just like none. Is out there. I love that. I love that. I want him. I want him to be my co-host, but he's too busy fucking driving buses. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. No, one needs, no one needs to ride the bus. Just stay at home and podcast, man. No, he's, dri- no, he's driving them. He's he drives kids around, which is even more crazier. He does like school runs with kids. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. It, 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 this it, this is a true story. Uh, he had. I said, how do you deal with the shitty kids on your bus? Because there's always that one kid who's going to fucking challenge you. And he was like, well, I'll just stop the bus. And I said, listen, I'm not going nowhere until all you kids sort that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously all those kids wanted to fucking go home. Yeah. T- turned on the dickhead. Yeah. And... Well, I'm sure the next day in school that that ripple went even further, you know? Oh, everyone's all, everyone says now thank you to their bus driver as they're leaving, you know? Dude, that was a, but it was a baller move to take the school bully, make him look a prick, yeah. and then everyone fucking turn on him. Oh, yeah. My God. It is one of the most productive, like... Jeez, uh, uh, I can't even get the fucking words to say how uh, great it is. It's it's so powerful, you know. He didn't have to do fuck all, but stop his bus and go. Hey, you want to go home? You you can deal with it. And next thing, five minutes later, the wheels on the bus go round and round. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're all in a better universe because of it. You know, maybe that bully goes on yeah. to the doctor or something like that. Now we're all in a slightly better universe just because someone dealt with some shit. You know. But that's what it is. Sometimes people need kicking in the fucking ass. Oh, he, you know? like, definitely. Yeah. And 50 kids on a bus who want to go home. Listen, that bully might have had the rule in the school. But when all those, when 50 people want to go home, that bully is not going to fucking challenge a whole bus of people. It's not going to happen. This is what I love about bullies is occasionally there's moments where they get challenged in a way that they can't even deal with it. Mm-hmm. They can't, what the fuck are you going to do? Beat all 50 of them up? No, never. It's not going to happen. The only way that's going to happen is if you're Mike Tyson, you know? That's the only way that's going to fly. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, not even, man. Not even. You can't take something. No, maybe even then. Maybe even then. Bodies being thrown at yeah. You. Some some of them might fucking whip pencils out and jab you on the fucking shins like some children of the corn shit, you know? <laughs> That'd be fucking scary. That'd be fucking scary. That's one of my biggest fears, you know, going to a children. village somewhere and all the kids are, there's no parents and all the kids are fucked up. And you're like, hey, I just want a beer. <laughs> why, why, why are you staring at me with those creepy eyes? Yeah. You know? Nah, man. Children just trying are, to fill up. Are <laughs> children are terrifying for sure. For sure. Yeah. How would you be? Mm. Don't mind me asking. If that's on, if, if you don't want that on the public air, that's okay. So, the, so, the, so again? How, how old is your child? So? Oh, it's two. Two? Oh, sh- oh yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Terrible too. I have that? um I have two two children. Oh. Uh, one's two, uh, and I have a little girl that's three. Uh, she lives up north with her mother. Um, I've tried reaching out to her for numerous years. Um, she cut me off, and then uh, <laughs> accused me of the world. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll accept responsibility. Just let me see my kid. Yeah. Um, basically made myself look a prick. Uh, just to try and, you know, not just be a nice guy, but just go, hey, no, actually it wasn't your fault. It was. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, just just genuinely overstepping, trying to be nice. Got shut down and, well, I, I recently got a message, but it's been blanked. Um, I've had to lately make an executive decision to not introduce a whole mess of bullshit in my life. Yeah. It's... Uh, There'll be a there'll be a moment, but I personally think that she's only reaching out now because I've got a fucking podcast. Oh, she's <laughs> reaching out now. Mm. Ah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, they they um, my son and daughter have the same month monthly birthday, uh-huh. so they're both born in the same month. Mm-hmm. So whether it's coincidental, who knows? But you know, when someone's last words are. You're not going to hear from me for seven years. Whatever. I think it was about that, essentially, in her words. And I'm like, okay, I've tried for three and a half. Yeah. Maybe about four. You know, I'm uh, wit's end. I've kind of got shit to do. Sorry, love, but, you know, you had a bit of priority time and you you can't have it now, you know. And especially when it's fucking up my own relationship here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's uh, for those out there that have weird, fucked up situations and they want to see their kids and they have a fucked up ex, just cut some ties just for a little bit of time. It'll be difficult, you'll have to grieve, but one day it'll pay off tenfold because you'll be a better person, you'll be a way better person to society than what you would ever be dealing with a bullshit person who can be consistently dragging you down and negative people don't need that no for sure i mean like my parents they, they were divorced like kind of later on i wish they divorced earlier they divorced way mm. later on and then it was like this weird thing where now like we both got we got both we got to be in me and my siblings we got to be in both of their lives so mm. they have to be in each other's lives and they never got that break I just wish I had taken it. So yeah, folks out there listening, definitely just cut ties for a little bit, take a breather, well, you know. <clears throat> I mean, again, my uh, my folks divorced when I was. Well, there was 
very rocky for several years. Yeah. I, my, my parents don't really listen to my podcast, so I can talk about it. Maybe, maybe I'll know when they call me up upon this bullshit. <laughs> I know, I know they're listening. Um, but my, again, again, I was the youngest child. I've got two older sisters. Um, from the same sort of parents. I've got two younger half brothers. Um, but my dad was a, um, he was a kind of self-made man and he was the UK's biggest supplier manufacturer of gym equipment. Uh, there was a lot of machines that is designed like physically, uh, but he's also like a mountain climber and he does a lot of shit. He was a, a busy guy and he was away a lot, you know, um, and at some point, I guess my mom kind of felt a bit neglected. Um, they, I know that she cheated, but I can't say about my dad. I would assume that he might have done being in a different country for three months. You know, yeah. just as a just as a man, if it, if it was me, and I'm very much like my dad, uh-huh. we talk to the point we are we sound the same on the phone. Like, family members are like, is this you, Kev? And I'm like, no, it's Tim. (laughs) You know, like, that's how bad it is. We look the same. We've got the same fucking nose, same features, same voice. Um, But if I was him and I was away for three months, I know what I would have done. Selfishly. Mm -hmm. Whether he did or not, I don't know. But, Obviously, their marriage broke down and he used to go away on expeditions to like Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan and, you know, a lot of fucking Himalayas and shit. And, uh, you know, there's, there was a lot of fuckery involved and they eventually divorced. Mm-hmm. And again, I was, I wished I would have been younger because at this point I was probably maybe 10, 11 ish, mm-hmm. maybe just going into secondary school, you know, just where you've got some sort of not grasp upon life, but you're, you, you know, you're not fucking running around playing with toy cars all day. You, you sort of like, oh, this interests me. I like this. Hmm. Science. Okay. You know, it's, and, it's like uh, you think you have it, you know, like you think you've got it figured hmm. out by that point. Yeah. You, 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 you're on the first step. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Up until you're like the teenagers, you're just a little amoeba. You're not doing fuck all. You just yeah. uh, you're learning how to talk and walk around without falling on your fucking face. Yeah. Up until you get to secondary school, you get to secondary school, and then you're like, okay, I'm on the first step. Socially, you're getting to navigate your way through the world, and but for when you're going through divorce, and that's when empathy becomes a friend. And I don't mean even a good friend. I mean a friend that you'd sort of go, huh, my parents are splitting up. Uh, wait, what? And it's all you've ever known. Um, it's, and it's, it, it is crazy because, again, I'm a child of divorce. You're a child of divorce. There's probably at least, <clears throat> what is it, nine billion people on the planet? How many of them are fucking children of divorce? You know? Yeah. More like, you, at least like, yeah. A, at least three billion, at least. At least three billion. It's got to be. It's got to be at least a fucking third. Yeah. At least. But what does that say about people and their commitment for things? You know? I mean, I, I know I know what my dad would say. Uh, he's a good guy, but he would, he would just be like, 
man. Sick of the American and going downhill. He doesn't really talk like that, but that's how he sounds in my head. <laughs> that was a great fucking accent. I was going to say, it sounds like your fucking dad's from the South. He's not. He's totally not. He's the California born and bred. Yeah, he's not from the South. It's um, like from fucking Texas or fucking somewhere like you know? He watches too much Fox News, so that counts for something. But, um, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but no, we we uh sorry, we get back to the uh, breaking down episode because uh-huh. uh, that was a long show. Yeah. Um, and it's very often people talk about personal things, you know. And this is another one of those shows. So this and this is your very first podcast. So oh. my fucking hat to you, sir. Um. Again, you know. Oh, look at that shit! Got your own fucking. Uh, what are you drinking? Is it pop? I hope it isn't fucking juice. <laughs> Not juice. Nah, again, I'm drinking out of curved fucking horns, you know? <clears throat> you know, you caught me You caught me at a strange time. I, I probably would have smoked right now. I just started a tea break. Um, so I'm going to chill on that for a little bit. But by the, ne- by the next time, you said like July, like... July, did you say July 25th is like the next, like you got a big thing coming up? By that one, I don't Oh, no, I've not, <clears throat> no, I've not really got a date for the big events. Okay. Um, that's secret, right? Yeah, you'll have to kill me. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But no, if you want to, uh, if you want to cut loose, my friend, that is absolutely fucking fine. We're on like an hour 45, you know, um, that's absolutely cool. It's been a fucking great show. Um, just, yeah. just, just, uh, Hold on, what the fuck are you saying? Just bail me two seconds, because this is going to be uh, a new fucking thing that I'm trying to incorporate into the show. Alright, alright. Um, my last fucking show, we closed out with a bang. Yeah. And I'd like to get rid of my shitty intro-outro uh, and close off every fucking single episode with a new act. You know, a okay. new musical act. It's, okay. uh, but manipulating that through a conversation and then trying to bring them in is is uh, a tricky thing. So I've sent a, a Zoom link to, again, it was last last night's guest because uh, he closed the show last night and is hopefully going to fucking close it again tonight <laughs> because he's... Uh, I did say I was going to fucking message him five minutes prior, but uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> but it's going to be a, it's going to be a new a new segment. But again, I'd like you to uh, be a regular. A uh, Cheyenne Lou is that your partner's name? Did oh, I guess it right? No. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's how you. Say that it. was bang on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, you see, yeah, no, I can't get, I can't guess English names, but fucking French names. Boom! Look at that. You got it. No, man. Um, absolutely. Would absolutely love to, to be back again. Uh, we like to turn loose again another time. Um, like, and uh, if I, you know, when I start my podcast, you will be my first guest. That's a promise. It's a guarantee. Um, but I have a question for you while we're waiting for your buddy to get back to you. What does post mean to you? I, I, I don't oh, know. I've got to know that. second time. You're the second guest to ask that. Okay. okay, sweet. I'm sorry if I, I, I should have listened. No, no, it's cool. No, no, it's all good. I'm glad you did ask because uh, there's very few people that do. So the first reason, 
is because I think we're in a sort of post-humanistic world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, within my lifetime, we're going to be uploaded to the fucking cloud, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Either that or by the time it comes to the world being destroyed by ourselves, I'm going to bury this shit in a time capsule, fuck it in the ground. And that's why it's the post-human podcast. Oh, because yeah. we're not going to be here. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Post human, like actually. Like, yeah, yeah. So they, uh, I use the dolphin people. Yeah, they're probably next, right? I don't know who's up next, but it should be someone else after the humans. I mean, it could be, oh. could be, could be lizard people. I don't know if they've been around. They might take over. I don't know if there are actually dolphin people, but I imagine. I was going to say the next species is going to take over. It won't be us. The, Dolphin people's a new one. I might have to uh, create some fake news about that. Yeah, yeah. We should just start making up. We should just start talking about the dolphin people. Make it a new <laughs> see see if conspiracy theories actually hold water. Uh, you know, hold hold water. <laughs> that was not intentional, but damn it, that was that was that was something. It was a good punt. <laughs> um, so, if you was to a do a show, what would you base it around? I'd base it on I'd. See, that's the thing. That's where I get stuck. It's like, I'd like to base it on multiverse, but I don't know how deep that well is, you know? Yeah, that's, it's, again, it's a niche category. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I would do? Listen to I'd stick to authors because, uh, again, you're a good writer. Thank you. So, Thank you. so do you know what I would do? And I've said this to a ton of people about specific categories. Some people have clocked it and ran with it. Some people have just gone, hey, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I told you, you just want to uh, do this. Uh, what I would do is I would review a book every week. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now, what I would do, though, in doing so is I would plan out your next year. So bear with me two seconds, my friend.